JRPG fantasy and art lovers, do you love high fantasy and the amazing art that goes along with it? Well, we have your source for amazing t-shirts, sketchbooks, and bookmarks, all done by a pop culture architect, Talon Dunning. Take a look at his store at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the fantastic gallery. Talon has his great work there for great prices. If you like fighters, wizards, paladins, even game masters, he's got the shirt for you to show your love of all of your characters. Go ahead and take a look at his store, The Fantastic Gallery, and grab a piece of art today. The Fantastic Gallery at Etsy.com. Get prepared for this because I'm only going to do it once. Hello, and welcome to another Team Rally, the podcast. <sighs> this week, the boys talk about stuff again. Chris stupefies Larry with Carol Burnett, which is odd. Uh, uh, then Larry talks about a new prop for the house, a creepy doll. And yes, the doll is very creepy. Uh, then Larry does a Halloween film quiz. Which will be quizzy. All this and more on Achieving Reality, the podcast. Now, shut up, sit down, grab a beverage and listen. See you at the end. Wasn't that your name when you did RuPaul's show? <laughs> no. It's your stage name. Christina. <laughs> Oh, I'm fired now. <laughs> All right. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Creepy Doll. <laughs> Sorry, you lost out the Pandora box. <laughs> you dropped me and I broke. That made me angry. <laughs> what you got for us? <laughs> I got Creepy Doll. <laughs> yes, you do. It says creepy stuff. Uh, it's a haunted doll, sound activated, creepy effect. Sound activated. Yeah, and you don't have I don't have the thing on. So you put it next to the phone. <laughs> Green, you dropped me. Oh girl. Uh, and it says try me. <laughs> try me. Ages fourteen and up, which is actually kind of strange. Uh, two double A. Well, if you're not at least fourteen, you could hurt yourself with it. No, yeah. You gotta be at least 14 to work the twist eyes holding onto the cardboard. Uh, please read all cautions and instructions carefully. This is not a toy. It's a creepy doll. It's a creepy doll. Uh, for decorative use only. This is like Annabelle. <laughs> Keep away from, I could have bought one of those. Keep away from open flame. Keep your dolls away from open flames. Yes. It's a uh, good idea. Battery replacement requires. Yes. Two AA batteries. Not bad. You will need a small Phillips head screwdriver. Oh, that's bad. Batteries are included for in-store demonstration purposes only. You'll want some real batteries when you use it in the wild. If the unit's operation is weak or does not operate properly during the try-me mode. <laughs> um, <laughs> try-me mode? Please insert fresh batteries and try again. The manufacturer does not guarantee the life of any batteries used for demonstration. Okay. Because it could have been set on a shelf and people doing yeah. it, you know, punching it all. 
One, turn product over and expose the battery compartment by opening the hook and loop enclosure at the back of the costume because they can't say Velcro because that's a brand name. So we had to Harugia. Well, we can say Velcro, they can't. So Velcro. So undress your doll. So make your doll nude. All right, let's see. Turn. Now, what would be really, what'd be really funny is if they programmed it to say, "You've undressed me." While you trying to change your batteries. Ooh, even worse. <laughs> so that's the try me mode. Now it's in the off mode. And here's a sensor. And she's watching me. And apparently she likes it. Okay, so where's the sensor? Well, it's a sound sensor. So. Now the thing's pretty creepy looking. It's it's a classic old porcelain doll kind of face. It's got cracks. It's dirty, and it's got no eyes. Apparently, it's touch sensitive as well. No, no, I'm touching. Well, we're making it. quite a bit of noise, and it's not going off. Yeah. It's got to be a, a loud noise, I guess. It's got what looks to be a burlap thing around its waist. It's got a little dressy on. Its hair is a faded brownish, grayish, would you say? So, okay. With a small Phillips head, open the battery compartment, remove the batteries, replace the batteries. Is there a company attached to this? Uh, made in China, Haunted Doll. Uh, Seasonal Visions International, out of Emeryville, California. Do not mix alkaline and standard batteries. Do not mix old and new batteries. Non-rechargeable batteries are not to be recharged. Do not use uh, rechargeable do batteries. Do these warnings in other countries? <clears throat> well, there's, it's in French here. Is the warning there for for the French people? Are the French people as, apparently as stupid as the Americans? This might be French Canadians. Well, are they stupid enough to be told about not recharging re unrechargeable batteries? You know why they put all that, right? Because somebody's an idiot. It's because it's, it's, yeah, it's cover my ass. Because somebody's an idiot and has tried it. There's CMA clauses. It's like the hairdryer. Do not use in shower. You're not supposed to? No. I enjoy the shock. Aw. <laughs> and the aw. So, uh, yeah, it's a creepy little doll. I lost a head that said creepy stuff. And I uh, had to replace my creepy head with a creepy doll. I think it would have been... I think it would have been cooler if they said that and there was a little light in here and it would light up the head and eyes. Well, maybe in the next model. So if you're listening, make another one. I'll pay more money for the head to light up. How much more? A couple bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... That sensor's sensitive when you move it. Is it sure it's not motion sensitive and instead of It just said sensor. <clears throat> Creepy effect. Sound activated. Sound. There! Come play with me. There! Should be a little more sensitive, I think. People coming up to the door. Out of <laughs> Trick or treat! <laughs>
Alright, turning it off. Uh, so I don't ruin the half a volt so you, Chinese batteries. There's another thing you can rig up with fish and wire to activate. <laughs> well, I'm going to rig it up so I can yank on it and Marissa will be inside and go, Arr! Does it have a button you can push? No. Well, yeah, you squeeze the whole thing. The whole centered part. Yeah, so just sit in your rocking chair and squish it when people come up. Yeah, just sit there like this. And just hit it with your thumb and it goes off. I turned it off, so it won't go off at all right now. Well, that's my new little creepy well, when doll. they're distracted by the phone, you know, you can... Yeah. You can, you and can then, squish it with your thumb and... <clears throat> and then, uh, then, you know, pick up the phone and put it to the doll's ear and, and, and go... And squish the doll at the same time. We hold it. I thought you were going to do the, the rocking chair thing where you... Sit real still, and people have to come up there and decide whether you're a real Larry or not. Well, I, when I have the listener on, it's more fun to do that. But I am going to sit out there and just stand, just sit there. You should like <clears throat> some makeup and make you make your face all porcelain plasticky, so you look like a big Larry doll. I can't do the plasticky part. I can do the porcelainy part. It's the same basic effect. You can make yourself shiny. I don't have that kind of makeup. That's tube makeup. I have pancake makeup. It's more of a flat color. Oh, we'll shellac you before you go there. Yay! Shellac! It's <laughs> in my eyes! It's in my eyes! Hold still! <laughs> You're ruining the effect. <laughs> You're ruining my face! So, I have a creepy doll. So, it's creepy. New toy for Christmas, or Halloween in this case. Yeah. Larry's Christmas. <laughs> no, that's Hanukkah. Shaka Khan, I'm sorry. No, no, I think Halloween's Larry's Christmas. <laughs> Shaka Khan, you get a dreidel. <laughs> I already have those. You get more. I don't need more. I have plenty. I can get you a decorative shiny one. Decorative shiny one? Yeah. What if I want a decorative dull one? That's not a good gift. <laughs> Maybe that's what I want. Maybe get you one of those Swarovski ones. <laughs> there you go. You just have to sit and look at You can't spin it. Why not? You'll scuff it all up. And? It won't be pretty anymore. It'll be dull. <laughs> Just like I wanted. <laughs> cue Halloween music. I don't got no Halloween music. Cue, cue scary music. I don't got no scary music. You ain't got shit. You got plenty of stuff. <laughs> what we got for us point, today? Point, point. I got a loose wire here. Yeah. We got to guess the artist. Ah. This is a good one. I don't, I don't know if you'll guess it or not. I don't know why you wouldn't guess it, but... I'm stupid. I don't know about that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for you to finish. Go! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Linda Ronstadt? No. The Carpenters? No. Talking to myself and feeling old. 
Sometimes I now, when I tell you who it is, Barbara. No, when I tell you who it is, you go, Yeah. Linda? Ronstadt. No, you said that. I didn't say Linda Ronstadt. He did? No, I didn't say Barbara. You said Barbara before, and then you said Linda before that. No, I didn't. I said the Carpenters before that. Before that, you said Linda. No, I didn't. No roll the tape back? <laughs> Sounds familiar. Somebody you've seen on TV. Yes, so is everybody I just mentioned. Alright. This is Carol Burnett. Oh, yeah. So I told you. Especially that deep part there. Yeah, I, I, what's worse is I've actually probably seen her sing this song on TV. <laughs> Fade out. Fade out. Yeah, Carol Burnett from her album, If I Could Write a Song. Weird, she must have wrote a song. Well, no, she didn't write that song. No. But, yeah, it's Carol Burnett. And I've seen, I've heard, seen, I've heard her sing so often, I'm just surprised that I, I couldn't get that. I guess you realize she did Carpenter's covers, but... That is a Carpenter's song? Yeah, it's a Carpenter's oh, song. Oh, holy crap. Sounded Carpenter's, which is kind of why I said Carpenter's. <laughs> I wish we could bring shows like that back. I hate these fucking reality shows. Bring back a good comedy variety show. They just don't attach themselves to them like they used to. That's because they won't do one. Do one, and we'll see how it goes. Do a good one. Do a yeah, good pilot. Yeah, the the, the variety thing just died out, and it never made it back. Yeah, I mean they had like people would rather see some sketch comedy shows, but they never they didn't really take hold. Living Color did okay, but it didn't last that long. I'm comparatively. Yeah, I'm surprised freaking Saturday Night Live still on TV. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Well. I guess it appeals to a younger audience. Yeah, the 20-something stoner. You've gotten beyond their demographic. Yeah, I'm the 40-something non-stoner. They really hadn't done a variety show in a long time. Barbara Mandrell was like the last one. It was really a variety show. No, that's not true at all. Uh-huh. No. I said it. It was true. <laughs> no. I said the last one uh, on the last show. Salvador Gigante was on for 53 years. That was the last variety show. So, on American television. That was on American television. It was on Univision. It's American television. Central, South, and North, they're all American. American, American. American, American? American, American. (laughs) So, it was the only one. It was on American, American television. Yeah, I don't know really why they quit trying. I blame you. I guess it's just because there's no celebrity personalities that could pull off a hosting gig like that. We don't have a Dean Martin anymore. No. Maybe the closest you could get is like Harry Connick. No. Yeah, I mean, Harry Connick. He's not, he doesn't have a great sense of humor, though. You have to have a great oh, sense he has of a good humor, sense too. Of humor. Good. I said great. You saw him in Independence Day, right? <sighs> the whole movie was. Okay. So I'm a copycat, right? No, I didn't actually. Oh, you should see that. It's got Harry Connick. Oh, wow, thanks. 
Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to see it. What's, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry? Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. Barris. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew it was basically the same. I just had to change a couple of letters. Now, there was a wacky guy who did a great variety show. There was nothing. I remember when they tried to bring the, the gong show back and it failed miserably. They tried a couple times. Last yeah. time with Dave Attell. Oof. But, I mean, uh, if you're going to have a proper variety show, the host has to have some talent, too. Mm-hmm. No, otherwise, it'd be Ed Sullivan. <laughs> All right, everybody. You got a really great shoe for you tonight. Talking mouse thing. You okay? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm drawing a blank on somebody I figure could. Jim Carrey could do it. They'd have to tone him down a little, but he could do it. He's, he's usually in his performing persona a bit manic. At least that's what people expect of him. That's why you, you let's say you'd have to tone him down a bit. Uh, you know, who but he be? could do all the uh, the impressions and everything, you who know, would, to get you ready for something. No, he would be really good at it. Steve Martin. Steve Martin would be very good at Get out it. And play some banjo. And yeah. Do some sketches. And... Bill Murray could probably pull it off too. He's not suited for television anymore. I don't think he would have the patience to do a weekly variety series. No, probably not, but I'm just saying he could pull it off. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he could. Even if they just did a... Uh, oh, Ackroyd, for that matter. Ackroyd could do it. He'd be like a host with like... The most? A lot of charisma. A lot of traditional charisma. Well, just got to make sure the roles you know, are like right. A, like a Dean Martin type, you know? Dean Martin, a Barbara Mandrell type. Oh, yeah, Barbara Mandrell. That was a good show. Hell, Hee Haw was a good show. Barbara Mandrell and her sisters. Yeah, Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell sisters. I'm Frank. Frank Mandrell. <laughs> Frank Mandrell. Friends call me Scrubby. <laughs> friends, call, friends call me Debbie. <laughs> what? Don't ask. Because you can't, you can't put an unknown in that position. No. Because no one will tune in. Yeah. Well, it has to be somebody who's known. Franklin Thomas's variety show. <laughs> Okay, who's Franklin Thomas? I have no idea. I don't watch that. <laughs> Abe Vigoda's variety special. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with him? He's like 109. 90. Give him a minute. <laughs> Andrew Lansbury just turned 90. Mm-hmm. She could host a variety special, but it would be it would skew demographically to an older no. audience. No. Hey, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Not that that wouldn't skew to an older, older audience, too. You could do somebody like Katy Perry, get the younger group, because she's funny and she's, of course, got a singing career and she's got boobs, big ones. So you'd get some of the some of the boys and stoners involved. She likes to wear tight latex. I'm just, you know, putting it out there. <laughs> she put it out there. Yeah, you're right. I, don't, I really can't think of... I mean, you'd have to go, I guess, no, Taylor Swift is just not very swift. Um, you could go the comedian route. Yeah, but you've got to have the right comedian. But you got to have somebody who has like that classy edge to them so that people are tuning in not just to see. You can do wacky comedy bits, but you kind of want a host that has some panache, you know. Isn't that illegal now? No, not in Colorado. Not in Colorado. I don't know. I like that. The Carol, though. That was good. 
You can do like Rob Zombie's variety special. It'd be kind of fun. Oh, that'd be so cool. No, these people. <laughs> Rob Zombie's comedy special, because he's actually really fucking funny, too. Well, yeah, but that's not part of his... That's not part of, not part of his... His image, you know? Comes out in the corpse makeup with a cross on his head. His brother, Power Man 5000, comes out and does his bit. He'd be a sidekick. sidekick. No, ladies and gentlemen, Rockapella. <laughs> now shields in your nail. <laughs> Captain Tennille. <laughs> Can't. They divorced. Aw. Captain somebody up. Captain and the first mate. <laughs> Second mate, I guess, in this case. The Captain and Shakira. <laughs> that was the most interesting show I've ever seen. <laughs> Rob Zombie Variety Special. Did you see it? It was, <laughs> it was insane. It was epic. It was really great. He had the Captain and Shakira. <laughs> Shields and Yarnell? Shields and Yarnell. It'd be funnier if I said moment shots, though. Yeah. Uh, and moment shots? Moment, yeah, moment shots? Like, what the hell's a moment shots? You know, there's still people out there who do that stuff? Yeah. It's the weirdest shit. I always thought it was so weird when I was a kid. Hard. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird then, it's weird now. Yeah, Dick Cavett? Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay. It's really a variety special. Arlie Ermy? It was great! <laughs> Ermy just comes and yells at the audience. <laughs> Why are you not clapping, you fucking maggots? <laughs> Adam West? Gavin McLeod? Kevin McLeod? He even found Rich Little. I didn't even know he was still alive! Well, Rich Little's had some work done. I, I bet. I saw him maybe about... Looks like this, doesn't he? <laughs> about, um... Four or five years ago, yeah, kind of kind of like Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> Just cut him here and he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Who's the other it guy? Was, it was who's the kid? Who's the guy who does the sports guys? Frank Caliendo. Oh yeah. We were gonna have Rich Little, but he kind of creeped us out. So Frank Caliendo. <laughs> it's a slightly less creepy. <laughs> and now the John Madden Stallings of Frank Caliendo. He actually does Rich Little. Frank Caliendo does Rich Little. It's funny. Because he does Rich Little doing other characters. It's pretty funny. But does anybody do a Rich Little? Well, he does Rich Little, and then he does Rich Little doing the other characters. That's funny. Because most people do the Rich Little impression of everybody. Yeah. Because that's just the standard. Yeah. That's how we know you're doing a good impression, because it sounds like Rich Little's. Yeah. That's how you know you're doing Carson right, because it sounds like Rich Little. (laughs) That's how you do your Ed McMahon. If it sounds like Phil Hartman, who actually didn't sound a whole lot like Ed McMahon. No. Ah! <laughs> so yeah, now all I have to do is find Rob Zombie and pitch a variety special to him. He, it wouldn't surprise me if he said, yeah, all right. Somebody would pick it up. Even if it was a sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, even if it was just sci-fi or Spike. <laughs> he sent out the invitations. Like, Rob Zombie would like you to perform on his variety special. He would be like, I gotta check this out. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? What, what do What do you do normally? You sing. You're gonna sing. <laughs> All right. Sing. What am I gonna sing? I don't know. Whatever you want. What made you popular? I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to your shit. <laughs> <laughs> the love thing from Halloween too. <laughs> what do you think you're gonna sing? This isn't working for me. What, are you, what am I going to sing? Uh, rainy Days and Mondays. <laughs> we have you down for. It's either that or Saturday in the Park. Your choice. 
I'll go with Saturday in the Park. It's the metal version. Oh, Dad. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't think he'd go that way. I think he just put people out there do an actual Honest to God variety special just with him hosting. Yeah. And Actually, he would. And some more bizarre. Well, he had freaks, yeah. But I think I, he's doing like Circus of the Stars. Yeah, Bob, freaks. Have Bob Newhart come out and spinning plates and stuff. He did that on one of the Circus of the Stars. I don't think he's going to be doing that now, though. It'd be even funnier now. <laughs> she just kind of spins the one plate and goes, ta-da. <laughs> anyway, he's like, all right, <laughs> way to go. Come on. is here. <laughs> Yay. Cue music. Cue <laughs> music. a Halloween horror film quiz. Well, Larry's internet quiz, first of all. Uh, this is a Halloween, Halloween horror film quiz. How well do you know your scary movies? Uh, it's from the Daily Record in the UK. Scottish Daily Record. So I'm hoping I can answer most of these. And they're Scottish. Not, and they're not just... In Scottish. You gotta do it in Gaelic. I don't know if I can do it in Gaelic. I can do it in gay. Can you do it in garlic? <laughs> no! <laughs> So let me tap this, and I'll do it like this the entire time. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> I can't understand the word he's saying. Question. Question two. <laughs> Question one of three How or fewer. How pissed are you? <laughs> uh, please select the businesses that you've had experiences with in the last month. What? What? <laughs> I think you missed the quiz. Skip survey. <laughs> 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 Okay, one of ten. In Stanley Kubrick's seminal work, The Shining. Not 2001. Uh, one of the most iconic scenes has Jack Nicholson's character, Jack Torrance, hack his way through a bathroom door and utter the famous line, here's Johnny. But where did the phrase come from? Nicholson, known as Johnny to his friends, thought he'd got the take wrong, so was out to create a more memorable take. Uh, he ad-libbed the line in imitation of the, of the introduction to the Johnny Carson show. That actually sounds kind of right. The line is lifted directly from Stephen King's novel. No. Nope. The author had Jack Torrance say it to represent the character's schizophrenia. Johnny was the name of one of the sound engineers working on the film. Nicholson had a bet with him on whether he could reference him in the theatrical cut. I'm going with the second one. Right! <laughs> you set off the dog. <laughs> no, I don't want to turn off. The Exorcist, 1973, is also hailed often. Ah. It's often. Work it, work it out, work it out. Work I, it. I know, right? Come on, it's the end of the episode. Come on, we can do it. <laughs> it's often hailed as the scariest film of all time. Especially on the video box. Yeah. Director William Friedkin. 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 Director William Friedkin. Uh, went to extraordinary director. <laughs> went to extraordinary lengths to get the most genuine expressions of fear he could from his cast. Which of the following statements is not true? The bedroom set was built in a giant refrigerator, so the actor's breath would be visible. That's true. Uh, a real-life priest acting as a technical advisor was asked to perform an exorcism on the set after spooking going on rattled the cast and crew. 
Genuine screams of pain elicited from the rough handling of harnesses from the cast are concluded. One cast member suffered permanent spinal injury as a result. The vomit projected by the possessed Regan was actually a vegetable smoothie purchased from a nearby health store. Well, it's pea soup, but... Huh. I'm thinking... I think it might be the real priest one. I haven't heard anything about it. Wrong! It was the vomit. It was pea soup. Yeah. Okay, The Ring, 2002. Scared audiences all over the world with its chilling story of a deadly videotape. But in the film, how long do those who watch... Well, seven days. (laughs) Considered to be one of the most influential horror films of all time, John Carpenter's Halloween, 1978, tells the gruesome tale of the murderous Michael Myers... But though it grossed $47 million at the box office, the independent film had a budget of just $325,000. Wow, it blew up. Yeah. This means sets, props, and costumes were acquired on the cheap as much as possible. Uh, production designer Tommy Lee Jones created Myers <laughs> now... <laughs> it's Wallace. Created Myers now infamous mask by modifying a cheap off-the-shelf... Self... Ah. Oh, oh, off-the-shelf mask of what... TV character. Well, I know the answer to this, but I'll read them. The Fonz. Hey. Columbo. Hate to bother juice. Well, then don't bother me. Uh, John Walton Jr. Night, John Boy. Or Captain Kirk. Couldn't be. <laughs> right. So far, I've only gotten one wrong out of three. And that was a four. Twi- that was a trick question. Uh, while any two-bit horror film can create jump scares with a bucket of fake blood and oh. rubber... <laughs> I'm terrified! That's why I started giggling. <laughs> That's the problem with jump scares. In a rubber mask, true masters of the monstrous have you on edge of your seat with tension, even when there's nothing on the screen tension. through the a- clever application of music. Which of the following films will forever be associated with screeching strings at key points in the movie? Amityville Horror. That's a screeching Marco Kidder. <laughs> the Dawn of the Dead, 2004. Psycho. Or Saw 2. That was a screeching of people diving through pins and needles. Uh, Psycho. Yeah, I mean, right. Saw, Saw 2 is not the greatest movie ever made. Creep you out. When you push that when you push Shawnee Smith into that pit full of hypodermic needles. Yeah. Like <laughs> Zombies are a perennial darling of the horror genre. Honor, uh, the Honda genre. Horror genre. With the shambling corpses oft being referenced as an analogy. Oh, I'm just gonna stop talking. It's gonna make the quiz hard to do. <laughs> For deadly diseases, as well as a representation of our own fear of death. But what movie was the first to have the undead run at speed rather than shuffle arms outstretched? Dawn of the Dead. It's actually not on here. Oh, then another movie? World War Z, 28 Days Later. Oh, 28 Days Later. Army of Darkness, and I Am Legend. It's 28 Days Later because that came before I Am Legend. Well, that's right. 28 Days Later, they weren't zombies. They were rage-infected humans. Yeah, but they considered them zombies. Nope, the, the director said, I, not zombies. You know that, I know that, but most people think of 28 Days Later as a zombie flick. For because some it reason. is. It basically is. Yeah. He just says they're not zombies. So, Danny Boyle's... I'll read the little thing it puts out after this one. This one's kind of humorous. Danny Boyle's dramatic reimagining of zombie, audi- zombie audiences left audiences... 
shocked as his they, reimagining of the horror audience. Yeah, that was that weird. Audiences. What? As they tore after Cillian Murphy's character as if they'd been chomping on caffeinated brains. Yeah, I think it's Killian. Oh, Killian. Which is actually, yeah, I think it's anachronistic for where he's from, but yeah, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Scotland starred in the most expensive zombie movie ever made in 2011 when World War Z, 2014, uh, 13, filmed in what city? Uh, Edinburgh, uh, uh, Glasgow, Aberdeen, or Dundee? Probably Edinburgh. I don't know. Or I Glasgow. Glasgow. Huh? I'll say Glasgow, you say Edinburgh. <laughs> or whatever. Well, I mean, it's either one of them. I'm going to say Glasgow, too. Yep. It was transformed into Philadelphia. So just film in fucking Philadelphia. It's too dangerous. You saw what happened to that robot. <laughs> yeah. Busted his head off. Because they're dickheads there. The city of brotherly love my ass. Well, they don't brotherly love Hitchbot. They don't blo- brotherly love their brother. The first Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, was an instant commercial and critical success as audience reacted in terrified delight to the dream-stalking Freddy Krueger. False. <laughs> but why was the razor-glove madman attempting to kill the film's characters? Freddy's a ghost who needs to feed on the souls of terrified uh, teenagers to stay alive with air bunnies. He was a janitor at the high school of the teens who was killed when a poorly maintained climbing wall collapsed on him. Now he (laughs) seeks vengeance on his pupils. Mm, Pretty sure that didn't happen. No, that'd be Scruffy. Scruffy hates these teenagers. I hate these teenagers. Fucking climbing wall. Uh, he was a child killer who was released from jail on a technicality and then lynched by angry parents, causing him to exact revenge on their kids. False. He really doesn't like Mondays. He was not lynched. Yeah, he was. He wasn't lynched. He was burned to death. Well, that's still a type of lynching. He wasn't hanged, is what you're trying to say. Okay, so that was right. I'm on question nine of ten now. Yay. The daddy of all college students takes spring break in Forest Cabin with Disastrous Consequences movie, The Evil Dead, by Sam Raimi saw what type of vegetation attacked the hapless holidaymakers. Water lilies, giant Venus flytraps, radioactive rose bushes, trees. You know, I actually don't remember this. Trees. Was it trees? Yeah, and it was one of them. So, tree? Well, no, it's one of the people, not no. Ellen Sandwise's character. Let's see. It's uh, it's hard to believe when you look at this gruesome low-budget horror, but Raimi would go on to work on a family-friendly, gold-plated, budgeted Spider-Man franchise. Yes, we know. And he really did a terrible third movie there. <laughs> you put in terrible, it just had too much going on. If they... Just left it the Sandman, it would have been amazing. But because they put in that horrible Venom costume and all that, and didn't really do it justice, it was yeah. Any Brock and Venom should be cut out of that movie. Yeah, out of that one, they should they could do a whole Eddie Brock Venom movie on its own. But whatever. Uh, Nineteen seventy nine, Alien may not feature the supernatural, but when it came. Uh, but when it came out, it scooped a clutch of awards for its space horror. Space horror. But what was the Ridley Scott film's tagline? Space, the final frontier. Close. The human race will never be the same. No. In space, it's not just assholes that kill you. Closer. In space, no one can hear you scream. Even closer. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you scream. 
HR guy, that's kind of neat. Okay, whatever. And here we go. View results. Nine out of ten. Well, there you go. I got nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yay. Yay. And cue music. And you'd have got the ten out of ten if they hadn't given you a trick question. Yeah. Cue music. We ran out of monster cereals and Ken. <laughs> Since we ran out of Ken and, and, and Monster Ken, uh, we've got another Neko product. Can't blip on this one. <laughs> no, you can't blippy this one. We have a Neko. Oh, who goes to my spooky castle? <laughs> <laughs> we have another Neko uh, uh, a product. Mary Jane. I love you, Mary Jane. Neil's going to get confused with this product. Uh, it's peanut butter kithin, made with real peanut butter. Net weight, 16 ounces for the bag, not each, not each coin. <laughs> These are huge! It's a gluten-free candy. It's made in the USA because it's Neko. We also make Neko wafers and apparently a mess on the table here. Mary Jane Peanut Butter Kisses. Our Mary Jane Peanut Butter Kisses are made with the finest ingredients to ensure delicious, creamy, chewy taste sensation. Uh, that consumers have come to expect from the Mary Jane brand and the Neko tradition of quality. Oh, there's a black one. They're the same inside, right? Yeah. Just a different color thing. Uh, Neko, fine candy since 1847. Uh, uh, New England Confectionery Company, Revere, Mama Mama, Neko site, Neko.com. We've given this all that This bag is packed by weight. This bag is packed by weight. Ingredients! You got a giant weight on top of all the candy. It pushes it into the bag. <laughs> Serving size, six pieces. Ooh, that's, that's rather generous. Yeah, there's Sorry. approximately 11 servings. Each calorie, each calorie, each serving Each is, calorie is one calorie. Each calorie is a calorie. Uh, <laughs> the calories are 150. Calories from fat are 25, because it's peanuts. Uh, total fat, 2.5 grams. Sat fat, 0.5 grams. No trans fat, no cholesterol, 70 milligrams of sodium, total carbohydrates, 46 grams, 44, uh, take two, 34 grams, dietary fiber, nothing, sugars, 16 kegs, oh, no, uh, no fiber, it's, it's, no dietary fiber. So it's, it's going to build up in your system then, <laughs> you'll be all clogged up. <laughs> Yay! Clogged, clogged up in peanut buttery. <laughs> and one gram of protein. So ingredients, corn syrup, sugar, dry roasted peanuts, coconut oil, molasses, mono and diglycerides, so you get the kissing sickness and some diglycerides, hydrogenated vegetable oil, rapeseed, cottonseed, and soybean, salt, soy lecithin, glycerin, and natural flavor. Allergy information. Yes. <laughs> May contain peanuts and soy processed in a, in a facility that also processes wheat, milk, and tree nuts. So, yes. So, yes, you will. Dogs and cats. <laughs> <laughs> and the back goes. I'm glad you're through reading that. Yes, I'm still reading that. I have to get you a zip top bag. So, here we go. If you don't want it, don't eat it. You can't make no crinkle noise with it. You can't make no crinkle noise. It's half the show. My, my, yes, I know. 
I love these things. Most kids hate them. Yep. And most Chris hate them. I don't hate them. I just don't like them. You don't like the chewy, gummy kind of stuff. Yeah, because I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> I love these things. I, I can eat this whole bag. In fact, I might. You may have to. I love that there's just a sprinkling of black wrappers in there. Yeah. Is that, do you think it's an aesthetic thing that they chose to do it that way, or do you think you just got ripped off? I don't know if there's really a rip-off factor in not getting enough black wrappers. You know what I mean. Like, just luck of the draw, or they do that on purpose? I don't think it was on purpose. It's probably just luck of the draw. Huh. I'll steal one more. No! Oh! Man, I had no food today. You want something? <laughs> so I love them. Yes, they are very peanut buttery. They're very, very chewy. Yeah, very gooey. They're ooey and gooey. They're very taffy-like. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much what they are, basically. It's peanut butter taffy. I mean, it's not like it's a hideous flavor or anything. Peanut butter. Yeah, unless you're allergic to peanuts. Well, then, yeah, it would be a little bit of horrific flavor, but... It's not mushroom flavored or something. Shrimp. <laughs> Salt. Pencil. It's a carpet. Uh, and lemonade. <laughs> lemonade. You could have just left them on the table while you went and looked for a bag. I could have, but I'd rather walk around with my shirt up so you can see all my sexiness. That really Sneakies. translates to the podcast. That's just me right here. Your sexiness? Yes, I believe my sexiness. Would you like a Hershey's kiss? Sure. I will not be buying Mary Jane's for Halloween, but... I didn't buy them for Halloween either. I bought them for me. It's Halloween-y. You gotta... I got a halloween You want to see it? No, I want to see your snake. <laughs> so, I bought a big bag of Twizzlers and I think Kit Kat and Jolly Ranchers and something else. Hershey's. No, you can see that. Yeah, we, yeah you got better uh, eyes than me. I think Whoppers are, might be in there. Ooh, Whoppers. I like all that B-level candy. Whoppers and bottle caps. I don't like bottle caps. I love Whoppers. I love bottle caps. They go right around there with the sweet tarts and the Smarties. I think bottle caps <laughs> get smaller every other week. Yeah. Because they used to be pretty big when we were young. I thought so. And now they're like, neat. What bottle are you capping with that? Baby bottle. Put over the nipple? <laughs> nipple. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, I gotta pull them together. Oh, I'll buy them again. Cue music. Too tired for this shit. 
Okay. The cabinet thing was uh, actually pretty neat. She had a fabulous show and a wonderful voice. Uh, the creepy doll was a bag full of nope. And the film quiz was as expected. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. And uh, for a tired Chris, Larry, and Harvey, I'm Tina saying this time change thing really frickin' sucks. Goodbye! That was lackluster. Yeah. That was it. That's how it ended. Didn't have a witty tagline or something? No, that was, that was literally it. No, Nine I mean, out of ten. No, you didn't have a witty Oh. Um, I got a sneeze? <laughs> That's the tagline. I got, I got a sneeze. I got nothing for it, man. This episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, has been brought to you by the What's Your Sign app. Are you sick of Tinder or Be Naughty or Quick Flirt? But still want to date on the boring way? You know, on your phone? Ugh. Well, dullard, we have your deal, man. The What's Your Sign app by AR Products. The R&D guys made an app that helps you find love through signs. Just put in your name, uh, your weight, your height, your age, your birthday, your hair color, hair color, shoe size. Really? and snap a selfie, and blammo! It'll give you your sign and what other signs would be good for you. Huh. Now I'm single, let me try this. Let's see, uh, selfie, taken, age, weight, uh, height, shoes, uh, hair color for some reason, uh, birthday, and... No horses allowed! What the hell? Larry! I hate you. The What's Your Sign App by AR Products. Get yours today. <laughs>